Happy New Year, children of God. What a blessing it is to be yet in the land of the living in the year 2020. To still be able to chat with you and tell you about Thus said the Lord. Happy New Year. I pray that when the ball dropped last night, you dropped to your knees and began to give God all that he was due, all that he is due. I pray that that's where you were. Let's talk. In the year 2020, my prayer for all of us is that we will remain focused, that we will get focused, first of all, and stay focused. Creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Let let that be your phrase this year. It should have been last year, the year before that. It should have been the past decade. But since it wasn't, this year, let that be your phrase. God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. You got to tell him, God, do a makeover in me. Fix me. But it has to start in my heart first. Just make it over. He said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. But come clean with him. Come clean with your father. And let him know that you fell off the wagon somewhere along the, along the months, the weeks and the days. Within the 365 days of the year, you fell off the wagon a few times. And you found that your heart was not right. So now you want him to make you over again. I'm not as new in the new year as I should be. So God, I need you to renew. I'm still saved. I still love you, God. I just don't love your people the way I should. I'm still saved. But sometimes I just don't love me the way I should. 
my heart is just not right. So I need you to create it. Create it in me. Create a new me. Ah, oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Cry out to him today and say, Lord, I need to be made brand new. Oh, God. Call him like that. Oh, God. Renew a right spirit. I need a do-right mind. This year, I want to live a righteous and just life. I'm going to read a few passages from Psalm 51. And I'm going to take my time and do that for you. Have mercy, O God, upon me. According to thy love and kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Listen. Only God, you can only say that to God. He's the only one that has that kind of mercy. But what I love about him is he has a mercy for me. And he has a mercy for you. The Bible says right here, he has a multitude of mercies that's tender toward you he alone can blot out your mess from last year my mess from last year and the year before that and the year before that that's why you want to call out to him this morning and say have mercy upon me according to the way that you have mercy According to the way that you have love and kindness. I need your love and kindness. I need your kind of mercy. Then wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. And cleanse me from my sin. And I love this. For I acknowledge my transgression. And my sin is ever before me. Come on now. Let's acknowledge it today. Let's not go into the new year with secret sins. Let's not go into the new year as great pretenders. Today, let's start it off right. God, I acknowledge. Just say that. Say, God, before I can have someone else acknowledge theirs, before I can talk to someone else about their sin, I must needs acknowledge my own transgression. Because it's staring me in the face. Once I've taken off my robe, once I've taken off my collar, once I've taken off my black suit, my black dress, 
that sin is staring me in my face. Talking back to me saying, don't forget your own sin. Don't forget that you've not forgiven your sister. Don't forget you're still mad with your mother. Don't forget you preached that way. You did praise and worship that way. Don't forget you ran and kicked and screamed and hollered. But your sin against your your boss, your sin against your children, your sin against your grandmother, those things are still there. Don't forget, that's the other voice that's speaking to you. So to kill that other voice, you got to say, God, nobody has to tell me, but I acknowledge, hey, God, I do. I confess it. I see it. I own it. My transgressions, my sins, because I sinned against you. And that I don't want to do. God, make me to hear joy and gladness all over again. I'm not as joyful as I should be. Because I did not acknowledge my sins. I can't hear gladness the way I should hear it. Because my sin was right there, and I didn't acknowledge it. So that's why I'm crying out to you. Created me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. God, I want my joy back. In 2020, for real, I want my joy back. I'm not going to preach without my joy this year. I'm not going to teach. I'm not going to prophesy. I'm not going to lead praise and worship, hey God, without my joy being back. I need the joy of my salvation. I want my joy back. Before I can teach transgressors of their sins and their ways, I have to have mine back. Before I can talk to anybody about sin and forgiveness, it has to come from me first. I have to forgive first. I'm lacking in all those things. So here I am before you crying out to you about me in 2018 2017 2015 2016 all these these past decades I cried out to you about healing the land But the reality is, I can't pray about the land 
unless I acknowledge my sin. I can't pray about the land without having you created me a clean heart. I need to get fixed first. For thou desire not sacrifice, else I would give it. Thou delighteth not in burnt offerings, but the sacrifices of God are broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. You said you would not despise that. That's what you want. You don't care that I paid my tithes and my offering. You don't care that I did that. That means nothing to you with the heart that I had. You didn't you didn't take delight in that. You didn't take delight in in the fact that I wrote a big check. You didn't take delight in the fact that even though I was not at the church, I still sent my tithes and my offerings and even made up the difference. That meant nothing to you. What meant something to you was my heart. See, I wrote the check with unforgiveness in my heart. I wrote the check with sin in my heart. I wasn't humble. But I still gave an offering. God says, I'm not interested in that. I want to create in you a clean heart. And I want to renew within you a right spirit. So children of God, blessed sweet children of God, in this year, 2020, let your prayer be about your sin first. Let your prayer first be about your sin. <clears throat> Let it be first about your inability to forgive. Let it first be about your lack of compassion. Your inability to fear God. Judge your sin first. Do yours first. Keep you on the radar first. Because it's your sin that's ever before you. And this year, tell your own self, I'm going to acknowledge my sin that's always in my face. I know it's there. But this year, I'm going to do me first. 
You see, if your sin is ever before you, you won't be so focused on someone else's sin. This year, you take full responsibility for your own soul. This year. Tell yourself, this year, I'm taking my soul's salvation back into my own hands. I'm taking the joy of my salvation back into my own hands. Listen, you have the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of you. When you got saved, you got the Holy Spirit. The third person of the Godhead. Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. It's a done deal. But I will not leave you without a comforter. You're going to still have me in the way of the Holy Spirit, in the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm still going to be there leading you, guiding you, directing you, revealing to you, comforting you, convicting you. I'm still going to be there in you. I'm with you all the way. I am with you. So, You have, children of God, you have the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of you. So in 2020, stop relying on the pastor to do what the Holy Spirit came to do. Stop relying on the pastor to do what the Holy Spirit can and will do if you let him. The Holy Spirit is the person, the third person of the Godhead. Because listen to this, you and you alone are accountable to God for your soul. The Bible said that you must work out your soul's salvation with fear and trembling. He said, you do it. He's not going to look to the pastor. When you stand before God, you won't have a mediator standing with you. Your pastor will not stand there and hold your hand and make excuses for why you did or did not do certain things. You will stand alone before a holy God. So in this year, 2020, today, today, Stop relying on the pastor to do what the Holy Spirit, the indwelling Holy Spirit, can and will do. You, look at the, look in the mirror. Go look in the mirror and say, I am accountable to God for my soul. Me. The Bible says to me, Keep keep looking in the mirror. The Bible says to me that I am to work out my own soul's salvation with fear and trembling. So call your own name. 
Say, Dorothy, you're responsible for your soul. Say, Suzette, you're responsible. Annette, Jeanette, Mary, Martha, you are responsible for your own soul. So declare and decree that this year I'm taking responsibility for my own soul. I love you, Pastor, but I'm taking my soul's salvation back into my hands because I won't have you to stand with me when I stand before a holy God. Tell him, I'm not going to lean on you like I did last year. I'm not going to be so dependent upon you like I did last year and the years before. Because I know now that I alone will have to give an accounting for all of my works, all of my deeds. So in 2020, Pastor, I'm going to bow my own knee. How, how does that sound to you? How does that feel to you that in 2020, I'm taking responsibility back into my hands for my own salvation? I'm going to bow my own knee. I'm not going to wait for the prayer service. I'm not waiting for prayer meeting. I'm going to bow my own knees. I'm not going to wait for the pastor to tell me when to pray and how to pray. The Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. So you are accountable to do that yourself, your own self. You bow your knee this year. You let your tongue confess something. When the altar call is made, you can feel okay not going up because you will have already bowed your knee. You will have already let your tongue confess some things. You will have already acknowledged your sin, and your transgression. You will have already done it because you are taking accountability back into your hands. Take your life back. Take your life back. You should feel good right now. You should be running through your house You should jump out of your car and lift your hands up to God and say, I'm taking my life back into my own hands. I'm going to start relying on my best friend. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm going to start relying on my mother's prayers. I'm going to start relying on my grandmother's prayers. I'm going to stop relying on a prophet to tell me about my life. I'm going to stop calling the psychic hotline. I'm taking back my life. My life. Say that. My life. It's my life. 
and my life is precious. My soul's salvation is precious. It will never be as precious to you as it is to me because it's my soul salvation. Hallelujah. I'm stopping today. Relying on someone else to tell me yay or nay whether I'm right or wrong. For someone else to walk hand in hand with you. To walk you through your personal journey. Tell yourself right now, it's my personal journey. And I'm going to walk it with my Lord and my Savior. Call your best friend and tell her, I won't be calling you this year. I'm going to call on my Lord and Savior. God has you. God has you. His word said that he will not leave you when you mess up or forsake you when you mess up. He said, I won't leave you nor forsake you. And isn't he the only one that's like that? He's the only one that's with you always and all the way. So stop snatching out of his hand. Stop pulling your hands back out of his hand. Run into someone else to put your own hand in their hand. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your hand in his hand. Do it differently this decade. Do it differently. Do it in Jesus' name. Listen. I've been talking to you now since September. Right up to January 1st, 2020. And I'm honored. It's my great pleasure to do that. I love calling you children of God. I love saying to you, let's talk. But I would like to ask you, what have we accomplished so far? What have, what have you learned? Which episode was a life changer for you? Because I moved to kind of ask you to reiterate some of the episodes, just as a reminder to you. I would like to suggest that you go back and revisit some of these episodes, which I will give you now. I'll name them for you now. Go back and look at Welcome Children of God. And the reason I say revisit that one is because that tells about how I got started. It tells you a little bit about me. Go back and look at Fellowship with God. Revisit the road to humility. God is holding me accountable. Take a look at that one. A form of godliness. And then look at episode 19. 
Seeking God's Face. In episode 21, which is part two of Seeking God. Thank you so much for doing that. Listen, at the onset of each new year, we treat each one of them as if this is the big one right here. This is the one where I'm going to see all of my aspirations. I'm going to make some declarations. And this year, I'm going to attain those aspirations. I'm going to see it all come to fruition. Don't we do that every year? Every year is the big one. Remember the year 2000? That was really the big one. That was the year of all years. That year 2000, when it came in, that was the year that had everybody scared. People were scared of the future. I mean, just saying the year 2000, it had a strange, mystical ring to it. Everybody was declaring all kinds of productive changes. Prophets declared all of these, I guess, deep, dark, foreboding things. Some prophets declared that it was a year of change. Some said the year of prosperity. And one of the things that I noted about the year 2000, every preacher, every prophet, every evangelist used Proverbs 13, 22 as a guide. A good man, this is what that verse says, a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Now, when they gave that prophecy, they didn't speak a whole lot about the inheritance of the children's children as much as they did about the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Everybody talked about the fact that in the year 2000, you're going to get yours back. You're going to take back what the devil stole from you. That the sinner's wealth was going to be your wealth. Remember that? Remember the year 2000? We were getting all of our stuff back. Well, that didn't happen. We didn't get our stuff back. And the ones that did get their stuff back lost it all over again. But I want to deal just a little bit this morning about the verse that no one really talked that much about. It says that a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. That's talking about your heritage. Well, that didn't happen right up to this decade today. The good man fell out of relationship with their children. And as we approach another decade, those same parents and children are still not talking to each other. There's still a wide gulf 
between parents and children in the year 2020. It's been a decade, two decades, and children and parents still have not found a way to come together. Am I talking to you? Two thousand, the year two thousand to twenty ten. Now here we at twenty ten to twenty twenty, and we are still looking sideways at each other. The gulf between you and your children has widened to a point where all you all can do is agree to disagree with no hope of mending the relationship. That's one of the things you want to pray and ask God to fix. That's why you want him to create in you a clean heart. So you can get your children back. So you can clear that gulf, mend that gulf between you and your children. We can talk again. We can laugh again. We can hope together again. Children, I'm talking to you as well. Know that God is not pleased with a gulf being between you and your parents. Know that God is not pleased. Know that he's not pleased at all with you taking his stuff from one year to the next year with unforgiveness in your heart. God said this year, I want to see a broken and a contrite spirit. The sacrifices of God. That's what the word says. In Psalm 51, 17, the sacrifices of God a broken spirit, and a contrite heart. He said, I need you forgiven for real. I don't want your money. I don't even want you telling anybody about me. I want you fixed. Because you can't tell anybody about me with the stuff that's going on in your heart. The only thing you can do is beg me to create in you a clean heart. And ask me to renew a right spirit within you. 